As you heard, this weekend is Presbytery, and normally we have candidates Sunday night through Tuesday morning. We'll still have that, but I wanted to have at least one candidate in each service at every campus and then have some words in due season on the weekend. So you, you could see it if you can't come during the week and you could experience it. So I'm going to do my best to take about 10 minutes and explain presbytery to you, and then we're going to do it, all right? And sometimes I say presbytery, rather than presbytery, the Texas pronunciation of it, um, because I traveled in the United Kingdom and all of them, they would say presbytery, presbytery. They'd also call me a missionary, you know? So we'll just, so whatever the word is, you just know that's the word he's talking about, that word that I've never heard of. Okay, so uh, let me show you a scripture. First Timothy 4, you don't need to turn if you want to, but First Timothy 4, 14 says, do not neglect the gift. Now this is Paul talking to Timothy, spiritual father to a spiritual son. Do not neglect the gift that is in you, I'm trying to emphasize it so we don't read over this, which was given to you by prophecy with the, the laying on of the hands of the eldership. And the word there in the Greek is presbyteron, which means elders, plural, or council of elders. Presbyteros is uh, singular, that means elder. Just so you know, os, singular, on, plural. When you're reading your Greek Bible, now you'll know, okay, the difference, all right? Let me show this to you in the old King James, just because this is where we see the word, the English word presbytery. Uh, it says, neglect not the gift that is in thee, you know, old King James, which was given thee by prophecy with the laying on the hands of the presbytery. So there, there it is right there. Uh, by the way, just to show you this, this, the definition from the Lonida Greek lexicon of the word presbytery, it means a council of elders with emphasis upon maturity of judgment more than mere age. So in other words, if they're mature in the Lord, they don't have to be old to, to prophesy over people and to impart gifts. So see, let's see, Pastor Ed, see, you can still be a presbyter even though you're not 50 yet. Isn't that right? Are you 50 yet? You're, right, you're 49, right? Yeah. Okay, all right. Well, you can still be a presbyter Okay, but you, you're not elderly yet. Uh, not, not that Preston, you also, you're younger than he is, aren't you? <laughs> Pastor Preston Morrison is right here from Scottsdale yeah. Gateway. So. Okay, so um, let me just, just, just look at that verse again in the New King James. I just want you to notice a few, few phrases. Do not neglect the gift that is in you. So it's in you. It's in you which was given to you, notice you weren't born with it. It was given to you by prophecy. Someone was prophesying, an, an older, more mature person in the Lord was prophesying over you, laying hands on you, and that's when you were given this gift. Okay, so let me ask you something. If you've never had someone lay hands on you and prophesy over you, how can you obey this verse? Because it says, don't neglect that gift that you got when they laid hands on you and prayed over you. So I really believe that in the New Testament church, we need to understand in the modern church today, this was a part of the New Testament church. And that's only one scripture. Many, many more scriptures on the laying on of hands and prophecy and all. So I can't, I can't cover everything, but just a little bit, all right? Um, how many of you, uh, not to embarrass anyone or anything like that, so please don't feel this if you can't raise your hand on this, but I was just wondering, how many of you have ever had someone 
maybe not, in, you may have not presbytery, but someone either prophesy over you or give you a word from the Lord. Can I see your hands? See, it's a lot more common than, than we think many times. Um, just to show you from the New Testament, uh, Acts 15, verse 35, says, Paul and Barnabas also remained in Antioch teaching and preaching. Notice the words teaching and preaching, the word of the Lord with many others also. Teaching and preaching. So we believe in the gifts of teaching and preaching, right? So that's what they were doing because they were teachers and preachers. But watch what two other guys were doing. Verse 32, now Judas and Silas themselves being prophets also exhorted and strengthened. Notice words, exhorted and strengthened. Exhorted and strengthened the brethren's many words. They were prophets. Now you, you, you combine that with exhorted and strengthened with 1 Corinthians 14, 3 says, he who prophesies speaks edification. That means strengthens, builds up and strengthens. And exhortation, that would be exhorting and comfort. So why, just to cover this, why would we have a problem with prophecy? Well, one of the reasons is, I'm just gonna say it straight out, is because we've heard about the kooky stuff or we've seen the kooky stuff. Well, I just wanna put your mind at ease. No kooky stuff's gonna happen this week because we didn't bring any kooks in. <laughs> so we don't let kooks come. We, you can come to church, but you can't just come up on the platform and minister to people if you're a kook, <laughs> just so you know. Not saying y'all are kooks, but I'm just saying. We try to screen leadership. Let's try to screen the kooks out, okay? So, but I mean, you've heard of it. You know, I, I remember I was, uh, heard about this guy in the church where, you know, in, in Scripture, it says uh, about Ichabod. This, this, uh, she was having a baby, and uh, so she, she, uh, she was dying, and the glory had left because uh, um, Eli had fallen over dead at the same time. They brought her word, said Eli's dead, so she named her son Ichabod, which means the glory has departed. And so I heard about this where this guy got mad at the pastor, so he stood up and he said, thus saith the Lord, I am gonna write Michelob over this door. <laughs> it's not Michelob, sir, you've been at the liquor store too much so to prophesy. <laughs> All right, so, so presbytery, I, I never told you, I don't think, but pres, the, the name of my, the title of this little short message is Presbytery, What and Why? What is it and why come? Why come? So let me just give you two points on why come. Here's number one, to witness the supernatural. To witness the supernatural, because it's supernatural. Last year, now I could give you all sorts of uh, uh, testimonies from presbytery. I've been doing it since 1983. Uh, I was mentored by spiritual mothers and fathers who were a part of the Latter Rain movement. And that's when they decided to record it. Everything that's said is recorded and reviewed by leadership. So there's a protection in this. Um, but let me just say from the Dallas campus last year, the, the presbyters are not given any names before they come. So they can't, if we gave them names, literally in today's uh, culture, you could Google that person and find out stuff. So we don't give them any names. All they know is like couple number one and couple number two. That's all they know. And many of them pray for two to three weeks beforehand and get words for couple number one and couple number two. So I was at the Dallas campus last year on Sunday evening, which I'll be at Dallas again uh, Sunday night. <laughs> and I'm going to all the campuses, by the way, so I get to see everybody once at least. Um, but when I got there, I just had this strong feeling, and I said to Pastor Tom Lane, I said, I think we should switch the couples tonight. 
And Pastor Tom said the first thing that came to my mind was these presbyters have been praying for weeks and they have a word for couple one and couple two. But he said, but the same thing that crossed my mind was I've learned to trust when you say I feel something. I just, so he said, okay. So we switched them. Well, one of the candidates was David and Elena Moore. David Moore is one of our worship pastors. And if you ever look at the bottom on the screen when we're singing worship songs, you'll see his name as much as probably any other name you'll ever see. David Moore's written worship songs gone all over the body of Christ. Now remember his name's David. So we switched them to couple one. And these presbyters come up with the word they have for couple one that they had written down weeks before. And here's what one of them said. You're like David in the Bible. You're a worship leader and a songwriter. The other guy, by the way, was a deacon. I'm glad he didn't get that word. (laughs) So to witness the supernatural, here's point two, to hear God. The reason I say this is because God's going to speak even if you're not one of the candidates. When God speaks, now I know this is obvious, but please hear me. When God speaks, he has the ability to speak to more than one person at once. Aren't you glad? Otherwise, with six billion people, you might only get one word in your life, if that, you know. So God can speak all the way. I've been in so many presbyteries where people are prophesying on stage and people come up and say, God spoke to me. So God can quicken it to you. He can quicken the word to your heart. Think about this. I don't want to put prophecy on the same level as Scripture. Obviously not. Obviously not. But have you ever read Galatians? Anyone ever read Galatians? It was not written to you. It was written to the church at Galatia. Thessalonians, Thessalonica, Philippians, Philippi, Corinthians, Corinth. I mean, we could go through. I understand that scripture, and I don't want to, I'm just using it as an analogy that God, we just read a scripture from 1 Timothy. It was Paul writing to Timothy, and yet God has shown you something before from 1 or 2 Timothy probably, right? You see what I'm saying? So God can make it come alive. And then after the candidates, and we're only having one per service on the weekend, The others have about two, maybe three, but we have one per service on the weekends. After that, we're going to ask the candidates to do words in due season. Let me show you that scripture, and then I'm finished. Proverbs 15, 23, a word spoken in due season, how good it is. A word spoken in due season, how good it is. So one of, of they may have a word for you. You may be sitting all the way at the back, and they may ask you to stand up and just say, hey, I feel like the Lord put this on my heart. I have seen so many times how that's ministered to people. So here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna pray, and then I'm gonna turn it over to each campus, and each campus then will take the rest of the service. We'll have, pres- we'll have one presbytery candidate in, in each service, uh, and then at every campus, and then we'll have some words in due season, okay? So, everybody ready? Now, let me just encourage you one more thing. Everybody, you be tuned in. Don't tune out because this is, uh, in, nothing in the Bible is a spectator event. It's all a participator event. So our job is to pray while people are being prophesied over. And I just want to free you up. Uh, sometimes they'll say something humorous. It's okay to laugh, okay? Ha, 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 practice. Ha, 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 okay. All right, let's pray. Lord, thank you that you still speak today, and we ask you to come and speak now in Jesus' name. Amen.